All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Good to go football. Uh, we just saw the uh, end of the first round here, draft 2020. Um, just want to sort of uh, express our thoughts here and do a little recap and um, look forward to the second and third round, which will be going down tomorrow. Uh, first things, Craig, here, um, what was your immediate reaction to the draft as a whole so far? So uh, I don't know, Jordan, I was looking forward to it, obviously, and I, I still still not disappointed, but I just felt like, obviously, with it being virtual and everything, it was an intriguing uh, prospect, and we talked about it in the past, but uh, it, was, it lacked a little uh, pizzazz in a way. It just wasn't exciting as drafts before, to me at least. I don't know if that's just because you didn't physically see the player going up on stage, doing all the interviews after. They only did a couple player interviews after, which I understand logistically it just would have been too tough to do. But it just felt like it was missing the juice as normal. But, I mean, I still had a good time. A uh, couple shockers there. But uh, it just didn't feel like all the other drafts. It was cool to see in everybody's homes. I mean, that was a different thing. I don't know how real those homes are, actually. But uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty neat to check out. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, and I would say uh, I'm on board with you there. It was as boring of a first round that I have ever seen. Uh not to say it wasn't great to watch. I'm just saying um, there wasn't a whole lot of buzz or pizzazz, you know, like you may have seen in years prior. And I think a lot of that's tied to there not being as many pro days um, where you'd see guys start to climb off, climb up draft boards. Uh, you know, you might see some movement early on. We didn't see any of that. You know, there were some talks early on uh, earlier this week about trades. You never saw any of it come to fruition. Not until the 13th pick, which I, I think they said was a record. So that made for kind of a boring first round. But um, lots of, I think, smart picks for sure. And uh, technically, I think it went pretty smoothly. You know, there's only a few minor hiccups, I thought. Uh, there's some awkward times. And uh, I like what you said about looking at people's living room because I was doing the same, not living room, but their background. I was doing the same thing. <laughs> it's it's kind of comical. I like yeah. Mel Kuyper. Why does Mel Kuyper have a green screen behind him? That's, a, that's what you I want to know, too. It's just like, you got Bruce Arians chilling on a porch doing Bruce <laughs> Arians stuff, like him doing whatever. It, it was cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was It was cool to see, like, it's something we don't get to see on a daily basis of all these people that we see on the TV all the time. So I thought it was pretty neat to see that. And maybe that added a little bit of fun to it. So it was, it was interesting. I liked uh, Andy Reid in his basement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what about uh, Mike Zimmer? They show him only for five seconds. You see his, it was like he was up in a hunting lodge or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's they just... were, they were talking about the fireplace. The one Yo. that, the one that was crazy to me was Mike Rabel. I have no clue what was going on. What was Rabel going house. on there? No one was even going to try and explain. That was kind of creepy. Yeah, it was. It was a, I think that was an Incredibles character. I, I can't remember. Frozone, okay. I think. And then you had the mullet on the other side. I was just. Was, was that his son or something wearing number 50? I'm, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm not too sure about all the Vrabels, but uh, it was it was definitely a, a different situation. So well, that provided yeah. some comical relief right there. But I was just like, what is going on? I was laughing about uh, Kurt Warner, you know, so they had, they would have those seven guys on the screen every time they were looking for analysis. And Kurt Warner said something before the draft started and then they didn't go back to him until way, way late in the first round. Yeah, maybe the Jordan wife, like, here he is, he's just sitting there. It's the first time he said something the whole draft, but yeah, they have there. him there. 
and I posted something on Twitter. I said it looked like someone shot a Nerf dart in his ear. <laughs> his earpiece. Exactly. But I don't know what was going. On. I know his wife is kind of. She's got some flair and she's kind of artsy or whatever. But we always used to make fun of her haircuts. But I got a feeling she had something to do with his background there. I don't, I don't know what was going on. There's some interesting <laughs> sculpture. Yeah. But you one, that, it looks like an egg with a sperm going after it. I don't know. And then he pulled down his uh, his his Hall of Fame bust for the one the one shot, the Super Bowl trophy. He had like everything in the one picture. I was like, he pulled all that down to barely be on the screen. So I was just shocked to. So a lot of work went into that for him to make analysis on two or three picks, like you said. <laughs> they didn't ask much from him. But altogether, I think, you know, it was kind of neat to see Kuiper with uh, Daniel Jeremiah. I agree. I, I thought it was cool how they, they fused it together. And I think they should do that going forward. Like, we keep talking about maybe learning from COVID-19. And I think that was pretty neat. Instead of competing and everything, just having all the minds in one room, I thought that was pretty neat. Now, I know, obviously – money comes into that and everything and this was kind of a special circumstance but it was cool to see the fusion there and it just, it just was interesting to see the different beliefs of each of the anal- or the people that make an analysis yeah it was is good i trey wingo i've always liked trey wingo so it's good to see him i thought he did a fantastic job definitely um todd mcshay was home i guess i didn't know this until earlier but he actually was diagnosed with covid19 so um, yeah, it seems like they kept that pretty close to the chest right until the draft. So um, I know I haven't been seeing a lot. I know he released his mocks and everything like that, but it's been pretty quiet. Now, I haven't been watching SportsCenter like I was eight or anymore, but I mean, yeah. I didn't see him on there a lot. So I'm not sure how much leading up to the draft he was on TV, but it, it was nice that they were able to dedicate the draft to him for that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So um, you want to kind of look at some of these picks here. Um, I know. Let's jump right into the Giants thing. You want me to talk about the Giants? So, very vanilla, right? It was almost like we were watching a mock draft, if you will. It was this very uh, kind of predictable, kind of unfolded in the, the way in which we saw a lot of mock drafts unfold, especially in that top five. Um, the Giants go with uh, Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. You know, at first, there's, I was a little disappointed. I felt like it was like, boy, they could have traded back and gotten him, and very well they could have. But it's just because there was a lot of hype surrounding the other guys like Jedrick Wills, especially after the combine. Tristan Wirfs, you know, after the combine, he did really well. Um, so there was a lot of hype surrounding those guys. Um, for them to go and get Andrew Thomas, I just kind of looked at it in a positive light as, You've got a guy that's playing in the SEC, right? Um, He was healthy. He was available. He has versatility. You know, he played both left and right tackle. And then they, you know, he was a team captain. So I know that plays into the Giants thing. You know, he's a good person. You know, they go for players like that, high character guys, which is good. Um, So it's hard for me to complain about that. I can't necessarily go in and say, boy, they should have gone Jedrick Wills because no one really knows if Jedrick Wills is going to be better. Tristan Wirfs is going to be better. So I'm happy with the pick. Um, You know, I think he's going to, he's a day one starter. He has to be uh, at least at right tackle, if not left tackle. So I really like the pick. I know I've, we were, I was critical of him in our mocks. I just felt like watching him versus the other guys, I felt like he was kind of out of control, but um, he played, good I guess in big games on big stages so they I saw a highlight on Twitter where somebody posted that um 
he handled Calavion Chase on pretty well in 2018. So that's a good sign. And then he held Josh Allen, um, the Jaguars' first round pick from last year. He had 10 and a half sacks his first year in the NFL. He kind of held him in check last year as well. So he's played against good competition. So he's going to step in there day one and be a starter. So I'm happy for the pick. Um, you got to invest in protecting the guys that you have already invested in. So Saquon Barkley needs offensive linemen from Daniel Jones. That's the future. So you got to protect the future. So I'm happy with the pick. Yeah, to me, it was it was a good sign. Like so, like you mentioned, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So maybe there wasn't anybody trying to trade back. But the fact that there were all those linemen up there and they chose their player that they wanted, their lineman that they thought was the best. They had the pick of the litter. So maybe if they trade it back, maybe they don't get who they want. So to me, that's positive for you guys because it's like that is the guy they focused on, had to be number one on their board when it came to linemen because, like we said, they had the pick of everybody. So for them to target him and be able to get him and not have to move any picks or anything like that, and maybe it was dead quiet because it seemed quiet. So that shows me that this is who they targeted before the draft. And it went to plan because we saw how the first three picks went. We knew Joe Burrow was going to Cincy Redskins. Yeah. We kicked around a couple of trade ideas, but chase young and then Akuda. that, that was pretty much the predictions from about four months ago, leading up into this ever since the national championship game was played. People were predicting those top three. I mean, yeah, it was fun to trade picks around and everything like that. So to show that the giants were able to get a lineman that they obviously had at the top of the board, I think that's a positive sign moving forward. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, you put him against the other guys. I think uh, Jedrick Wills, right, is playing against the same competition in the SEC, but he doesn't have any experience at left tackle. He might be a better athlete and all that, but he's not, he doesn't, he's not a left tackle. So you know you can plug Thomas in there at left tackle if need be. And then you put him against Wirfs. Well, Wirfs isn't playing against the same guys in the SEC. Neither is Mackay Becton, right? So I like to pick the more I think about it. Yeah, we had him pretty high in the last mock, too. We had him going six. Uh, we had the, the trade between the Redskins and the Chargers, and we had him going to the Redskins. But So we had him pretty high up there. So I was pretty high on him coming out. I just think since they had their pick, this is the guy they wanted, and there's really no question about it. This is their guy going forward. So Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really am. I think, you know, there's talks of Nate Solder going to the right side. You know, he's willing to do that, of course. Um I don't know, you know, I, I understand it's the blind side and the left side, but um, you still have to be able to bend and all of that. And uh, So we'll see what happens. But I like it. I think it's a, s- a smart investment. I did want to see them come back up in the first round, as you know, and they've got to land a starting center. And um, that's what I'm thinking they're going to do here as we look to the second round is they're going to land um, Hennessy, the local guy. I think he's from Jersey. He played at Temple. So okay. he's sitting there. So I, I think that'd be a home run if you can walk out of this draft with two starters and a very critical unit, you know, on your football team. So we'll see what happens, though. A lot of good players left. Oh, yeah, definitely. But just to break some of this down, so Burrow, I'm, I'm excited. It seemed like he was legitimately happy going to Cincy. I mean, um, a lot of the talk before was that he didn't want to play there possibly because yeah. why didn't he mention him? But he's wearing his area coach shirt going into it and everything. So. It just felt like it was right, and it was. I was I was happy for Cincy fans who don't get a lot of stuff to cheer about. So uh, that was that was pretty cool for them. Redskins got a dynamite player, mm-hmm. and then Lions taking a corner or a Cuda. They needed a corner, but um, that that was pretty interesting too. I, I really thought they were going to trade back. There's a lot of buzz there, but uh, 
they must have also fell in love with Akuda right from day one and wanted him. So that was pretty interesting. But then to see C.J. Henderson come up and go top 10, I was pretty excited. I was very high on C.J. Henderson. So I know the Jags got him to replace Jalen Ramsey or Boye. So uh, mm-hmm. I was pretty impressed with that pick at nine. Yeah, no, I like that pick. Um, so, you know, when you talk about Akuda, his story was the first one. That's something I really think these uh, these networks did a great job is digging into these guys' background. I was blown away by the adversity that some of these young men have faced in their lives. At such a young age, too. I mean, you and I are getting up there now, and just these guys, they still got their whole life ahead of them. I mean, they're teenagers basically out of high school, just getting a couple years in college, and some of the stories, like you said, are absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, C.J. Henderson. Back to him, right? The Jags at nine. And then they, uh, at 20, they take Calavion Chase on. So you pair him with Josh Allen. You bring in C.J. Henderson, like you said, to replace Bouye or uh, Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey, right? And now all of a sudden, you know, they're looking like they have a good defense again. And there's still some good defensive line help, too, like if they want to go interior as well, coming up in the second round as well as well. So you don't know what they could do. Yeah, they could just keep building right there. So uh, I think the Jags are having a pretty good draft so far. I liked uh, what the 49ers did, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that for a little bit. So okay. well, we all remember the, the Mitch Trubisky draft a couple years ago, and no one thought in this world that the 49ers are going to take Trubisky. And uh, they ended up taking Solomon Thomas in that draft, but they let Chicago trade up the spot in front of them. And it was a ransom they got that draft. They fleeced the Bears, and we, we all know how the Trubisky thing's going. So, lo and behold, here we go tonight, and all of a sudden, the Bucks trade up one spot. Now, did I think that the 49ers are going to take Werfs? Yes, they have a couple needs on O-line, but I did not think Werfs would have been their target, seeing it was on the, the board so far. So, I don't know if they were able to convince uh, Arians down there that this is this is what's going to happen. We're going to take Werfs, and he's like, no, I need him for Tom. I don't know what happened there. <sighs> but I know they didn't give up a lot. They only gave up a fourth rounder. Okay, it's not that yeah, big of nothing. a deal. But still, they gave up something because the 49ers ended up using that pick to trade up again. So it's it's like, mm. what was – they might have this little special ability there. John Lynch just at, at fleecing people, but, I mean, he's pretty good at it. But just to move up one pick again, they did it again. And for a player that I did not think they were going to take. No, you didn't see that. Neither did I. Yeah, I, it just with the defensive – like, they ended up taking Kinlaw. And, like, and yes, he's there. So we, we, we thought that was a possibility back when they first traded Buckner. Like, okay, mm. this could be something big there. So obviously that need was there, and they also had a need at receiver, which they addressed a little bit farther down. Yeah. So, I mean, there been the two big receiver names are still on the board. So I thought, what did they tell Tampa for Tampa to think, oh, man, we got we to gotta get up there. I know, like I said again, it wasn't a lot, but it was just funny to me. Like, I wasn't reading it that way, and maybe I'm completely dead wrong, but I just thought they had bigger needs on their team that Tampa would just say, okay, we can just wait one more pick and it'll be okay. That's true. Um, you still had Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb on the board. That must have been so tempting. Exactly. I'm kind of shocked they didn't take one of them, but then they come back in to get Ayuk. Uh, and they get Ayuk. Which, did you see the stat about that guy's wingspan? Yeah, 81 inches. <laughs> 81 inches, <laughs> and he's under six feet. So typically your, your wingspan is as uh, wide as your how tall you are. So he's 72 inches. He's almost an entire – he almost has a wingspan of like a six foot ten person. It's incredible. And then it just 
he looks like he plays bigger. And I watched a lot he of does. leading up, but he just looks like when he's running with the ball, he looks like a bigger receiver when he's really not that big. So um, I don't ever question what the 49ers do when they get an offensive talent in there. Like you see what they do with the running backs. You see what they did with Debo Samuel. And uh, they were able to keep Emmanuel Sanders ticking at the end of the year too. So it'll be interesting to see him in that offense. So yeah, it must've been really tempting to not pull the trigger on either Lamb or Judy. I mean, that fell well for the Broncos and uh, Dallas too, which we can get into in a second. It's just, it was very interesting to see how they did that. And they were able to fill, get the fill in for Buckner and yep. get a receiver later on. So um, I think uh, another good, uh, good round for the 49ers as well. It's such good use of the resources that they had. I know going into this, you know, they didn't have, I don't know if it's, they don't have any second or third round picks or something like that, but it's like, you know, you've got two first round picks, these second and third round picks, that, that you know the odds of them working out are slim to none too so you, the having the first round picks and and drafting guys that can fill holes right away is huge who cares about the second and third round yeah for the 49ers they needed a couple of players just to plug holes like they'll worry about depth in other ways so i think using those two first to get two quality players that are definitely going to start for you i think that was a that was a, a great job by them yeah really liked what they did um, what else we got here? I couldn't what believe rugs. Oh, that's ahead. what I was just gonna. That's what I was just gonna hit on. How do you <laughs> feel about rugs going the first? The first, the first receiver wide off the receiver board. off the board. So Al Davis is somewhere uh, smiling up in heaven right now, thinking like <laughs> it's exactly what I would have done. He would have, yeah, who's the fastest true. receiver in the draft? I didn't Let think me draft of that. Him. Yeah, it just is such a Raiders pick. I know. I thought C.D. Lamb would have been the new Raiders type of pick, like we talked about our last mock, but uh. I mean, that is an old-school Raiders pick. Who had the fastest 40-time? Okay, put him on the card. Let's mail yeah. it in. It's over. Uh, yeah. Did you see him dunking the ball in high school? He's an incredible athlete. I that, thought he was going to hit his head on the rim. Yeah, exactly. He was jumping the free throw line, it almost looked like, too. So, <laughs> Incredible athlete. They're going to use him in a lot of ways, obviously, with kick returns, punt returns, stuff like that, too. Um, I, it'll be interesting. They have the big receiver in Ty, uh, Ty Williams, so – and then also with uh, Renfro as their little slot guy. So they can use him pretty much in any position. And their It'll tight end Waller came on strong. Yeah, so they got offensive talent. They still got the young running back in Jacobs. So. Jacobs, yeah. yeah. So Carr's got the pieces, or if they decide to go to Mariota, that could be a fun offense too. So uh, mm. I was just a little shocked that he was the first one to go off the board, though. You know, it's a copycat league, right? So you look at Kansas City, they have um, Tyreek Hill, just the speedster, right? Really good wide receiver. So I think it's you try and mimic – what the Super Bowl champ did the year before. So they're getting that kind of a guy there. Yeah, I agree with you. And we, we, we comped him a couple times to Tyreek Hill. I've, uh, a lot of people did, but I think just being in that division, they see it twice a year. So they want to try to offset that and, and speed with speed. Yeah. So, uh, it was interesting. I, I just couldn't believe they passed on Jerry Judy. To me, he had um, John Gruden's offense written all over him with his expertise at route running. Yeah, that's why I was uh, I was pretty happy for the Broncos. Like you said, we've been really high on the Broncos, and there we go. They add another good receiver and another, another guy, another, yeah, another weapon for Locke, and they're just moving forward. And did they think Judy was going to be there? I doubt they thought Judy was going to be there. Maybe they had some inside knowledge, like I keep saying, but I think they were very satisfied. You saw John Elway kick back with his feet up, like obviously he he was happy as heck. Like easy day, job done. Like that was a very good pick for. Uh, the Broncos. I know my friend Nick was really excited about it, so that was pretty cool. Oh, that's huge. You got Noah Fant last year, Cortland Sutton the year before. 
both really good receivers. You bring in Melvin Gordon. So exciting offense there for the young quarterback. Definitely. What do you think about the Dolphins? Oh, let's see. Um, I I was so happy to see Tua go there. I think that the Chargers screwed up big time in not getting Tua Tungavailoa, but I'm happy for Miami. I'm happy for Tua. I think that's a great situation for him. Yeah, they were able to sneak in that uh, reports came out they were able to sneak it in right before the league shut down, and they were able to get a, a medical on him. So uh, maybe they liked what they saw right there, but uh, they've been talking about it for the past year and a half, tank for Tua. They ended up not really tanking at the end of the season because they were very competitive and they they won a couple games there at the end. So it was just fitting how it all fell for them. Now we'll see how it goes. I mean, they were able to also add uh, the lineman Jackson from USC, so they were able to protect him a little bit more, keep adding to that line. They added some pieces in free agency. And then uh, they traded back and uh, Igabonmi from the cornerback yeah. and Auburn. I know that was kind of a shocker to a lot of the analysts on there because they they already paid uh, what Byron Jones the money. They already yeah. have Xavier Howard. So just they're saying he's probably their day one nickel. So, I mean, Brian Flores is building the team he wants to build. And, yeah, we had them going a different couple different directions in the mocks, but uh, they obviously have their plan and, and they're crushing it. No, I, I like it a lot. You know, um, yeah, they were talking about, hey, you got enough cornerbacks. But to me – Cornerback is one of those units you can never have enough good cornerbacks. Kind of like the offensive line, you can, you never end. You know, you never stop adding depth there. You got to have so many good players. I agree. Uh, I'm 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 happy with what they're doing. Obviously, as a Bills fan, I don't want to see them get better, <laughs> but I, I feel like they are. They're building a different culture down there. From for me, when I think of Miami for the past maybe decade, maybe a decade and a half. I think about them bringing in free agents that never really pan out. And I used to call them the destination where careers go to die. And uh, it just feels <laughs> a little bit different there right now. So it does. Um, I think they're building the right way. And, and yes, it, it's good for the AFC East to have some different competitive teams in New England. So this could be fun for a couple of years to come between the Bills and the Dolphins. So I'm getting excited. I really like the um, Trey Wingo was the first one to mention, but then it got bounced around a few times is how um... – Miami passed on Drew Brees in free agency and went with Dante Culpepper because of Brees' shoulder injury. Exactly. We know, <laughs> we know how that played out, so they didn't want to make the same mistake because of it. Yeah, injury. they didn't want to be labeled twice with that. I definitely agree. <laughs> the other um, interesting connection, I know I texted this to you, I just wanted to, to share it, was um, Justin Herbert goes to the Chargers. Last year, Giants made it very clear they were interested in Justin Herbert. He came out, you know, there's some social media stuff like, sorry, Giants, I'm going back to Oregon. You know, they were wondering if he was going to declare for the draft in 2019 or not. Goes back to Oregon, gets drafted by the Chargers. And obviously the Giants and the Chargers have quarterback history. If we go back to 2004 when the Chargers drafted Eli Manning, number one overall, and at number four the Giants took Phillip Rivers. The rest is history. So I thought that was kind of a – interesting twist there yeah those teams will be connected forever it seems so yeah no i thought it was <laughs> it was pretty interesting it, it just fell right for the chargers they didn't have to trade up or anything and they still got their quarterback and um even if he's got like we talked about with some of our mocks if he's got some time because they have tyrod there whether it would have been Tua or justin herbert if they have to work on some mechanical things with herbert or maybe some uh leadership or confidence things with herbert they have the time and tyrod is a leader he's a quiet leader which mm -hmm. they're kind of saying herbert's an introvert so maybe Anthony Lynn's looking at that like, 
okay, here's guys with two similar personalities. Bring him in. He can learn under Tyrod, who's been a, a decent player for a decent leader for us. And we can he can learn under him kind of the same same not the same skill set obviously but uh personality wise so it'll, it'll be interesting I'm, i think that's a good pick for the chargers because there's not a lot of pressure on herbert right off the bat and uh maybe that's what he needed good point yeah excellent point and it's not the first time tyrod's been in that situation right with baker mayfield so exactly all right so yeah that's the Chargers situation like what they did there um but speaking of quarterbacks probably the biggest surprise you know, even though I think you and I have talked about it in the past, is uh, Jordan Love being drafted by the Green Bay Packers. This was honestly, since the Bills didn't have a pick tonight, this was honestly my most favorite part of the night. I, uh, we, we've been uh, very, very open on the show about how we're not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. So <laughs> I wish we could have had, like, why couldn't they have had a camera at his house? I mean, him and Danica <sighs> sitting on the couch Damn. just waiting. He's thinking they're going to get a Denzel Mims for him or someone that's still available, uh, maybe a tight end. Who who knows? Just something to bring in for him. And then all of a sudden he finds out that they're drafting his replacement. And then the best part of this is Adam Schefter, who is usually just, I'm going to report whatever. He had a kind of a little punch to him, which I want to know if there's something more to this. He uh, He put out that they drafted Jordan Love, and then he said, Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay is now on the clock. Something oh, like oh, like wow. his time is ticking there left. So I wonder if there's been – I don't know if there's anything there. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. But when I saw that, I was like, wow. Like, Schefter really just put that, like, Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay is now on the clock or whatever. So pretty much saying the end is near for him there. I don't know how quick. Maybe he's got some more inside knowledge. But uh, I thought, wow, Schefter's usually just – I'm going to put out whatever. Um, I'll credit whoever I need to credit and go from there. But uh, you don't really see him throw a lot of shade. And to me – like, I mean, that's a, that's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you're just throwing a little shade at him right there. It's like he had his chance to take a jab, and uh, he definitely did. Yeah, he did. He got him where it hurts. No, it's interesting. I mean, um, everyone knows that, that he's, you know, probably not the best leader, probably not the easiest guy to work with or work for or be his coach. You know, he ran McCarthy out of town. Now you got the new coach in there. You know, I, I'm sure he's probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and they're thinking, hey, we're probably going to have to move on from him here sooner rather than later. And um, is he off of that uh, Andy Reid coaching tree, their coach? LaFleur, I can't yeah. remember exactly where he's coming from. Well, coming from Minnesota with Pat Shermer, who I think Pat Shermer's off of that coaching tree with, like, Matt Nagy and all those guys. And um, something, and it's like, it is, it's, it's uh it mirrors what Kansas City did. But in but it um Alex Smith is not Aaron Rodgers, right? So you you've got a guy that's still playing at an extremely high level. But I, I just think it's his personality. I think they're gonna move on from him. Like I text you, I think if not this next off season, probably the following off season we're gonna see him traded to I think the San Francisco forty ers yeah, it was a, wasn't that his team growing up, too? It was. You know, he's from Northern California and all that, and he was very disappointed that they didn't draft him. And they drafted Alex Smith instead in 2005. So we'll see how what Jimmy G does. I mean, Jimmy G could just take off this year, and then that could be. But, yeah, I, I agree. That could be exactly 
exactly where he could go, just somewhere like that. Maybe maybe Jimmy G doesn't get the job done, and they're like, let's pull the trigger now while we still got a couple of years left of him. It's just I, I want to know how that dynamic was. I, I'm sure it's probably chronicled somewhere about how Brett Favre treated him that first little bit. I mean, I remember he sat on the bench a lot, and it was just it was real quiet until I think a Dallas game was his big coming out party. Right, yeah. It was a ways back, but I mean, I would just love to see what that dynamic was like, and maybe he learned from it. Maybe he'll be mature about it, but just from what I've seen and the way he's acted, and he's, he's pretty open with the media too, how he feels. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how that goes down. But uh, Jordan Love, he better be come in and be ready to fight because, I mean, I don't think he's going to get a lot of help there. No, I, I think he's he's more on the Ben Roethlisberger side of the fence than the Eli Manning. I get if what you, you're saying. You know yeah. what I mean by that? I don't think he's going to be the um, poster child for being supportive of his replacement. <laughs> yeah, because Roethlisberger bristled at Mason Rudolph last year. Like, what am I – I'm not here to train him. But... <laughs> I mean, he literally said that we could have drafted, you know, players to help us win. Or He said something to that effect. And you know Aaron Rodgers is going to say something like that at some point in time. I would not be shocked. You're, you're absolutely right. I would not be shocked if that comes out like that. But I, I couldn't, be... I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, when they traded up, I was like, oh, please let this happen. I kind of yeah. wanted to see him go to the Saints to learn under Drew Brees, like we talked about. But I, I think this was even better. So, I, speaking... I, man, I like Jordan Love, and you know, we posted that on Twitter. That was one of the four ideal fits for him. I thought. Yeah, it's going forward. I mean, they can they can start building towards the future. I mean. Obviously, Randall Cobb left, and he's been bouncing around since then. But it's just it's going to be a different guard there. And I think just starting fresh, and Lafleur's a young, young, fresh, hot coach. I mean, just going from there, just a youth movement there in Green Bay might be the best thing. They're they're building their defense back. I mean, some exciting times, and maybe this is just the direction they want to go, and they want to cut the plug earlier than later, and and just start moving forward. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that Rodgers is the same age that Brett Favre was when they drafted him in 2005. The parallels are insane. It's 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 crazy. So, so we'll see. You know the saying, pay it forward. I don't think Favre treated him terribly. Um, but we'll see how he responds to the rookie. Exactly. And you mentioned Mike McCarthy, and uh, it's just funny how Mike McCarthy, maybe Dallas should have been thinking more defense, but uh, he gives his quarterback another weapon and – just funny oh, how, how the parallels there too. How Rodgers needed weapons, and they, they go up and draft his replacement, and then you got you got Dak Prescott getting another weapon in CD Lamb, which I was a little shocked that they did it, but I'm not shocked because I, that's a Jerry or that's a Jerry Jones move right there. I mean, it's hard to argue that he wasn't the best player on the board at that point in time. I I honestly he was my favorite receiver in the draft. I told you it sucks because. That was my favorite player, and I'm not the biggest fan of Dallas and no, the whole America's team thing. So it's uh, <laughs> kind of sad for me because, yeah, there's not going to be a day I root for C.D. Lamb from here on out. So, I mean, it's just – I hope he does great in his career. But, I mean, it, a part of me was a little upset because I, I, I like C.D. Lamb going into the draft, but now seeing him with that star in his home, and it's going to be tough for me. But, uh, I mean, I like the move for him. I, I just felt like they had a couple holes on defense, and – Maybe we see how those safeties are dropping, so maybe they're thinking they can get someone in round two or whatever and go from there. So uh, I, I think it was a good pick by them because I I, I didn't think he was going to be there at that pick. So I obviously, like you said, best player available, and maybe you're not going to get a receiver to his caliber 
um, in the draft alone, maybe. I mean, he could be the best one in the draft, and we could all be looking back saying, wow, he's, he fell that far. So it, it was a good pick for Dallas. It, I just wish it wasn't Dallas. No, it's really something because they just shored up Amari Cooper. They got Michael Gallup. And now he's throwing CeeDee Lamb in a, a phenomenal running game with one of the best offensive lines in the league. It's like how much more production can you really get? Exactly. So they, they're going to score their points. I mean, they should score their points. Which now, they I mean, did last year. I mean, statistically speaking, Dak Prescott was the best quarterback in the league. Exactly. They're, and their defense didn't play that bad either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they have some holes there, obviously losing Byron Jones and stuff like that. So, But there's still a lot of corner talent. And there's still a lot of safety talent. So um, Dallas can improve. And maybe the new coaching staff and maybe just a fresh outlook there, this will all be better. But I, I was impressed they got him at that pick. Yeah, I thought he was going to go a lot earlier. But uh, yeah. good for Dallas. You know, my knee jerk was like, oh, man, now I'm really afraid. You know, how are the Giants going to do that? You know, how are they going to stop them? And honestly, Craig, you know, watching the Giants the last almost, you know, the better part of a decade, it's like they're not going to stop anybody. It doesn't matter if the guy's undrafted or a first-round pick, <laughs> best receiver on the field. They're not going to stop anybody. The Dallas is going to score – you know, at least 20 points against the Giants. Yeah, it's going to be tough, especially when you add that in there. I mean, who's who are you going to cover, really? So, like you mentioned, the, the talent they have there and the protection they're going to have for Dak, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we know stuff could happen at training camp. Someone could get hurt and everything like that. You never know. I, I don't wish that upon anybody, but we all know, like, a lot of teams don't go through the whole season fully healthy. So, we'll see. We'll see what shakes out, and maybe, maybe that does free up where they can look at maybe moving Gallup. Who knows? Uh I don't, I don't know what they were going to want to do, but uh, we'll see going forward. It was just interesting to me that he was still there and he fell right into their lap. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great pick for them. So I think Philly kind of screwed up here. I, You know, I had mocked uh, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU to them, but they go with Jalen Rager out of TCU. Yeah, it was it was interesting because he didn't have the, the fastest time with the combine, then he runs – his uh, unofficial pro day on uh, that was shot on an uh, iPhone, and he ran a 422-428 according to the watches on there. So we know he's fast. We know he can blaze. You watch his film. He's all over the field, and he carried TCU in some of those games. So he can play, and I heard him creep up in a lot of other mock drafts. It was just – I didn't think that's what they were looking for. I mean, yeah, I know they love their speed receivers like Deshaun Jackson's of the past, and just – I know that route, and I know Deshaun Jackson got hurt for them, and it just – it didn't all add up, but – points to me that they're going to keep Alshon Jeffrey. I know there's been a lot of rumors, but maybe pairing him with you got the big receiver in Jeffrey and then having some quickness there. I think it's an interesting move, but yeah, I was mocking Jefferson too. I, I think we, we had him every single mock draft was Justin Jefferson there. Maybe they just didn't like him, but it was, it was pretty shocking. And to see him go the next pick was very interesting. Yeah, it was. It was almost like Minnesota was saying, oh, thank you, you know. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they have such a need there. Jalen Rager, though, I, I did not know this, but his dad was a defensive tackle for the Super Bowl champion Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and he, uh, when he was congratulating his son, too, he looked like he could still play, too. I was like, look at that. <laughs> that was Him and Dwight cool. Free. But he yeah. looks like um, he's ferocious like a defensive tackle after he gets the ball in his hands. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. He's very aggressive and – yeah, he's got super lean to him when he gets the ball in his hands. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, Peterson, I, yeah, I can never count what he's going to do with a player. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with him. But that just shows me, I think, that they might just hold on to Jeffrey now because it's, it's just a different receiver to go with Rager. 
I mean, what if uh, Deshaun Jackson ever gets healthy and you got two guys that'll blow the top off of a defense? Exactly. Speed, speed, speed. And maybe that's what they're looking for. Again, it goes back to this copycat thing with Tyree Kill and the Kansas City Chiefs. So. Exactly. But then Jefferson went to pick after to Minnesota, who I thought had a decent round two because they get Jefferson and then they get Jeff Gladney later on in the round two. So they, they get the receiver to fill in for Diggs and then they also get Gladney to fill in for Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes or whoever, however they want to plug them in. Oh, yeah. No, they pick right up where they left off with some new guys, um, cheaper guys. Great picks. And that's a Mike Zimmer pick, that Jeff Gladney. It's, and I love uh, the fireplace, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Definitely. It's I don't know if he uh, was in Sweden or something or what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Very interesting. They said they they said on the broadcast, very Minnesota of him. So <laughs> I mean we're seeing the Adirondacks, you know. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But um, you saw the Patriots trade down again. We we called that. I mean, we figured that would happen. That's true. I didn't think they were gonna um fall that far down but I mean the Chargers traded up the Chargers must have really loved Kenneth Murray so um which I thought going at what he went at 23 I thought that was I thought he'd go a little bit higher to be honest but we saw some different things shake out in the top there the picks before that so but to see the Patriots drop down that far I was I was pretty shocked too because usually they trade back but I didn't think they go back that far especially with some of the needs they have yeah that's the Patriot way you just don't know we'll find out how good they are Come September, uh, they got a second and third for that too. So they just keep adding picks. Oh, wow, yeah, just been so good at that. But you know what? You can do that when you got a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. You can get away with that. See, yeah, they don't, they don't have, have that Hall now. Of Fame quarterback anymore. Yes, and then they're going to have to join the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but no, man, the Chargers. I said last week. I don't feel like they're a good team, but boy, do they have a lot of good players. And they come back in here in the first round, and they get a good linebacker. To, and I was thinking, you know, you know, you made a good point. They should probably get some offensive line help, which would have made sense. But at the same time, they just add another puzzle, that defensive piece, or another piece of that defensive puzzle. They pair Kenneth Murray, the linebacker, with Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa. You got Derwin James coming back, who didn't play at all last year. So very exciting to see what they're doing there with the Chargers. Exactly. And then Trent Williams' price tag obviously dropped over the past two days. I know he, he was tweeting out a bunch of stuff with eye, eyeball emojis, like and like, oh, like things are about to come or whatever. But obviously he didn't get traded for a first-rounder today. So oh, excellent point. So is there something there? Because we saw them already make a trade for some offensive linemen. So as, as his price keeps dropping, if he doesn't get traded tomorrow, I mean, if he's still sitting there on Sunday with the drafts all over and everything, oh. what is Washington really going to ask for at that point? Because Washington's probably going to get a lineman. They're probably going to fill that hole and they're probably going to just keep moving forward. So he's, he's kind of losing his leverage. Washington's losing their leverage in the whole situation. So, uh, could San or not San Diego? My bad. Could Los Angeles come up and just trade for someone like that and just keep moving forward and uh, just fill it with veteran presence? And then, like you said, they've added the talent on defense over the past five mm. years and just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point about Trent Williams. I forgot about him, but man, I'd give up a second round pick for him. And when he's healthy and everything's good to go with him, he's he's a heck of a player. 
It's yeah. just his health, obviously, has come into question. But I think a lot of that there is he just didn't want to play for Washington anymore. So um, I know there he felt like he was mistreated there. So maybe, yes, obviously some of it was health. But at the end of the day, I think he just wanted out. <laughs> yeah, I got to share something. You see a lot of that now. Um, players complain about being mistreated. You know, I think about the Jaguars last year. And, you know, we don't we don't know the whole story. You know, we're not in those locker rooms and stuff. And. I can't speak on their behalf, but uh, last week or the week before, you know, I tweeted Carl Banks, the uh, giant great linebacker. Um, he had made a comment about something about what Rex Ryan said about Amari Cooper, called him a turd or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Carl Banks said he'd get punched in the face if he said that when he while he was a coach. And I I wrote to Carl Banks. I said, I said, didn't Bill Parcells dump a trash can over his defense at halftime on one of the – I can't remember what season. It was either 86 or 90. I remember watching the, the football life, you know, those specials they do. Oh, yeah. It was one of their Super Bowl seasons where at halftime he took a trash can and dumped it over his entire defense and told them they were trash. And I asked him if that was true, and he just replied with a thumbs up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys talk about – they don't like the way they were treated. <laughs> like, oh man, it's crazy. It's, it's comical now, but um, but yeah, I don't know. That was a little sidebar there. No, it's it's funny. It's, it's getting late. I'm getting a little silly, but um, Washington. Speaking of Washington, I didn't know Chase Young was from the Maryland area. I Same never as looked... Dwayne Haskins, right? Yeah, I never looked into that, and uh, you could see the connection there. So. uh Maybe that's something they could sell to their fans. Obviously, Chase Young's a great player, so I don't think the connection he could have been from Hawaii. If he still played like that, I think they would have. <laughs> I think they would have been happy with him. So I mean, um, I, I like that look, though. You know, you know, local guys. I think the Giants have tried to do that in the past with bringing in Jersey guys, Rutgers guys, you know, and, and the like. Penn no, I agree. It's cool. It, it's really cool. So uh, good for the Redskins. I, I I know we thought they might trade back, but. Uh, Hey, they can be excited about that pick big time, and that defense is going to be ferocious. I didn't realize how good Montez Sweat was last year. Yeah, and they traded they traded up for him in the back into the first round for him as well too. So they're adding young pieces. That that's a young defense and a young, exciting defense. So yeah, uh, and it'll be interesting. Let's see what else we got here. Mackay Becton, you know everybody was ooing and on about him after the combine. That kind of sizzled off. Uh. Goes to the Jets here at 11. Smart pick, right? You got to put pieces around your potentially franchise quarterback. So I like that pick. Yeah, I thought they'd go receiver, but uh, Beckton, he's uh, obviously with the combine and everything. I know he had the – was it the diluted sample or not? They might have been Zach oh, Bond. He, he had something with his sample, um, and I think they saw some weight weight cutting pills or something like that in his sample as well too. But uh, did you see his dad, though? His dad's a big dude. Like that was uh, – a. I know everybody was having fun with that on Twitter. Like the Jets should have drafted him too. So, uh, well, you're talking about how is they run a catering company and saying how much he likes to eat. Yeah, his dad's a monster. Like they could just play him at right tackle and Makai at left tackle. They'll be set and be good to go. Like I was like, yeah, that guy's ready to play too. So uh, that was that was interesting. But uh, speaking of uh, dads, real quick, did you see Javon Kinlaw's dad fall off the couch and roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love to see the emotion, you know, and just kind of letting their hair down. It's got to be so exciting. And it's a game changer for a lot of these families. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, it would totally change 
almost everybody's life in that immediate family. Exactly, and it's it's good for them because, like you said, a lot of them have some uh, some wild stories from their past and everything too, and they've they've done some good things in their life. So just to see them get rewarded for all their hard work and the sacrifices they made, it's uh, pretty exciting. Yes, uh, Patrick Queen. I know yes, we mocked him a bunch, and then we were hearing he wasn't even going to land in the first round, but he's got Baltimore Ravens written all over him for me. Yeah, we mocked him in our last 3.0 as well, too. We had Patrick Queen going there to be the C.J. Mosley replacement that they, they needed last year, so it was pretty cool to see him fall there. Um, another one, Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. We also Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's exciting. I, I mean, the Cardinals are probably very excited to still have him. Yes, they, they should have. They, they had a chance to add some more linemen or add a lineman to that situation, but like we said, having an electrifying young uh, defensive player in Isaiah Simmons where you can play anywhere on your defense I think that's a great move for the the Cardinals. He played uh, – they showed his snaps. That was a really cool graphic, all the different positions. Like, we knew he played different positions or he's, you know, just a defender or whatever. But the number of snaps that he played, I think it was at safety and slot corner, it was like a two-to-one ratio to the ones he played at linebacker. I yes. had, So he's more of a defensive back than he is a linebacker. But you bring a guy like that in, and you and I knocked it out of the park talking about you've got George Kittle in that division. You've got to cover him somehow. So you bring in a guy like this to cover him. It kind of reminds me of the Honey Badger. Yeah. Um, and how they used him there. And they can use now they have another player just like the Honey Badger to, to add in there. And just a l- little bit less character questions, obviously. And I think I think they that was a great pick for them at, at eight, definitely. Yeah, and you've seen the evolution of that. It used to be like a third safety. Some defense was uh, Deion Grant, you know, was a guy like that. Uh, Deion Buchanan a few years back was drafted to be that kind of a guy. But this, I don't think we've seen anybody quite at this size with this sort of athletic capability and versatility. I agree. Um, Oh, Panthers, I thought this was – this could go down, I feel like, as the at number seven getting Derek Brown. And I said this when um, Aaron Donald was drafted in 2014. Mm-hmm. This could go down as the steal of this draft here. Oh, I agree. And like we, we've been chronicled with almost all our mocks talking about how his combine, but I think the Panthers forgot about that. And uh, I heard a lot of people saying they love his motor and everything, too. So, like you said, this could be that could be the pick, just like the Aaron Donald pick was. I uh, kind of threw a jab at my friend. I said, oh, it'd be nice to see him in a Bills uniform in four years since we signed every Panther free agent that's out there. So yeah. uh, he thought that was kind of funny. But, yeah, just uh, – no, it was a great pick for the Panthers. And uh, for, for Matt Rule to start out, you throw Derek Brown on that line, uh, that's awesome for them. Yeah, I like that pick. That was smart. So smart. Uh, to see what Carolina's doing. Teddy Bridgewater's there. That'll be a fun team to watch. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, especially in that division. That division, obviously, you got the Saints, but then there's a lot of uh, exciting things going on with Tampa, and uh, Atlanta's made some changes too, so it'll be it'll be exciting to see what they do. So there's one more pick I want to talk about here is um, the last pick, number 32, Kansas City takes uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back out of LSU. I get it, right? You're on the top of the mountain. You want to keep adding these offensive weapons, but I think it's a mistake. I think you got to sort of bolster up those units that are most important. That's your offensive line, your defensive backs. 
And um, I saw the Giants do this in 2012 when they were Super Bowl champions. They went David Wilson, the running back out of Virginia Tech, and then they went uh, Reuben Randall, the wide receiver out of LSU in the second round. Neither one of them are even in the NFL right now. So I think it's a mistake here. I agree, especially with the other running back talent that was on the board. And maybe they fell in love with him and maybe they saw him this season and everything. And we talked about how maybe his first two years he was used differently and then he finally took off his last year. So maybe they're riding momentum. But I was a little confused on the pick. Um, It's arrogant to me. Yeah, to me, they've plugged in so many running backs over the last five years that – or ever since Andy Reid's been there. I mean, yeah, they had Kareem Hunt. I get it. He was a monster. I loved him in fantasy. He he had his mistakes and everything, and now he's doing well for Cleveland. But, yes, so that was, a, that was a different situation. But it seems like every other back they've used over the last five years, you can insert name here, and they were performing in that offense. So, to me, it's kind of like I thought they had some bigger needs. I mean, I thought they did – was it Williams? Yeah, I thought he did perfectly fine. It just – it was – confusing to me why they went that with the 32nd pick and why they chose him when you had some of the other running back talent on the board yeah no and it's not me knocking uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire I think he's a great running back but give me a break you know trying to throw another defensive piece in there somewhere there's a lot of good guys out there yeah you're not kidding like we're gonna probably get into it in a second some of the names we can look for in the next couple rounds that are still there that we thought might go first round so yeah there was a lot of defensive players there and yeah, it is a little arrogant to me, and I just feel like they're going to figure it out on offense, and they can bring in someone else, and they'll be just fine. They'll keep clicking forward. You got Mahomes. You're going to figure it out. You're making players into players that might not perform well on other teams, but they go into the Kansas City offense, and they perform well, and they're already returning 20 out of 22 starters. So it's like, okay, I see, but it's just I – I didn't see that there. I thought if they were going to go running back, it would be more of like a Swift or someone like that because – he kind of reminded me more of Kareem Hunt, but we'll see. Um, it's Andy Reid, and it'll be interesting to see what he does. And maybe next year at this time, we're sitting here thinking, wow, that was a great pick. But <laughs> I, I agree. I, I didn't think it was uh, – I didn't see where it's coming. But, I mean, I don't get paid by the NFL to do to make these decisions. But I was kind of confused. You know, a name just came to mind here. I don't know that he's had a running back like this since he's gone to Kansas City. But do you remember Brian Westbrook? Yes, yes. Did he head in player. Philly? And I don't know that he's had a guy like that in Kansas City. So maybe that's what he's thinking. Yeah, because Kareem Hunt was a little bit bigger. But Kareem Hunt was – when you he's throw him – you can throw him anything. And he was catching and he was possibly taken to the house. I mean, yeah. when Kareem Hunt, right before all that went down, he was almost unstoppable. And, I mean, the way they would interchange those running backs and then they would bring in – like, I would get upset because I wanted more touches, but then – the final two minutes, it, it turned into the Cream Hunt show, and just the way they used him was absolutely incredible. So, um, I'm a little shocked they went with a smaller back like Hilaire. I mean, he's powerful, he's quick, like we talked about. He's a tough runner for a little guy, definitely. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he fills right into that offense seamlessly. It's just I didn't feel like that was the need right there. No. Um, you got any other observations here? A recap before we look at the guys that are still on the board here. Oh, no, the last thing I just wanted to hit on was the Seahawks pick, uh, Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech. I know a lot of people didn't even have him in the first. I didn't see him in any mocks, and they actually mentioned that on the broadcast about how uh, someone mentioned Jordan Brooks, and they said, hey, hey, be quiet. We don't want him on any mocks because oh, yeah. this, this is the player we're in love with. So that was cool to see kind of behind the scenes, but that guy's a tackle machine. 
So you mm-hmm. throw him in there with Bobby Wagner and everything, and uh, Pete Carroll can just keep building that defense back up, and they're getting younger every day on defense. And I keep hearing Clowney again, like maybe he'll come back at a discount. Like you hear one day Seahawks are out, and the next day, oh, maybe the Seahawks are back in. So we'll see what they do on defense. Uh, I thought they might look at line, but there's still some linemen out there that could look at it a day two. So we'll see going forward. Yeah, there's still a lot of good tackles available. But, yeah, two Jordans in the first round, maybe that's a good sign. <laughs> no Craig, so. <laughs> no Craig's went in the first round. Um, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother's name is Jordan. Okay, okay. So at least he has that in common. Oh, yeah, yeah. With his, make, uh, maybe that'll be a talking his point. His protege. Day one for that. <laughs> that'll be the icebreaker. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um. So, yeah, who stands out to you that's um, – Still on the board. Uh, there's a couple. So uh, Zach Bond, Xavier McKinney, okay. DeAndre Swift. Um, I had Jalen Johnson pretty high. You know, a couple people did. Uh, he's still there. You have Yadder Gross Matos, uh, Christian Fulton. We had high in a couple of drafts. So those are some that are still uh, Blacklock too. I know we had him going in the first for a couple of our mocks. So those are some of the names I have. Is there any ones that stand out to you? Yeah, no, as always, there's a lot of good players there that they're, you know, going into the second round, the top of the second round. Um, Just, you know, the guys you name, I like Xavier McKinney, his versatility. Grant Delpit is still there, you know, oh, yeah. if looking for some good defensive backs. But then also there's a lot of depth on the offensive line. Center, I mentioned Matt Hennessy. I, I just think this screams New York football giants to me you know, a local guy that I think they're going to end up drafting tomorrow, which if you saw our Twitter posts, I said their number one priority was draft an impact offensive tackle, which I think they got. My number two priority for them was to draft a starting center. If they do that, they're knocking out two of the three. My final third or my final priority for them was defense, defense, defense. So if they walk away tomorrow with a starting center, I'll be happy. So there are, there's uh, Ezra Cleveland is a, a name oh, that's yeah. kind of hot right now on that offensive lineman out of Boise State. What else we got? You uh, think Epinesa? we'll see any? Uh... Oh, Epinesa. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so I really like him. There's some names. I think it's going to be a run on running backs uh, pretty quick now that Hilaire's off the board. I think some people are going to be shocked that Swift is there. So I think we might see that early in the second round. That's we'll, what Kuiper we'll said. Yeah, it just – to see that talent there, especially three good running backs, I, I think I think you might see a little bit of movement because some of those teams don't need running backs. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. No, a lot of good players sitting there. Um, yeah, Kuiper did say that. There might be five or six running backs taken in the second round. That'd, that'd be interesting to see. Oh, definitely, definitely. But no, I think I think overall, yeah, like we said, it might have been a little bit boring, but I think a lot happened in it, and I think it was a it was a pretty fun first round. Obviously, different than what we expect, so we'll see how the rest goes. But I'm uh, I'll be excited uh, for tomorrow night. I know the Bills picked at 54, so I'm pretty excited about that. We'll see if they trade up or trade down, but I'll finally get to see my team pick. But uh, we'll go from there. But I had fun tonight. Uh, it was nice to see something live for the first time in a while. Yeah, definitely. You think we'll see any uh, quarterbacks taken tomorrow? Maybe Jacob Eason. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about Fromm. I, I know there's a lot of uh, people that say, yeah, he's always played with a chip on his shoulder. Maybe this will just be motivation for him. So we'll see what comes of that. But uh, 
I think Easton possibly, but other than that, it's going to be tough to see Fromm go. Maybe, maybe Fromm will go Saturday, or some team could try in the third round, but I, I could see him going um, probably Saturday instead. Maybe the Bills will get Josh Allen's replacement. Oh, yeah, I hope not. Oh, I forgot about Jalen Hurts. We could see him go tomorrow night. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Uh, you could see a team do something crazy there, like where they, they want to go with the Lamar Jackson uh, uh, look, and maybe that's what New England does. You don't know. Maybe I've heard some people say because Mariota was linked to them a lot, so maybe maybe they do want a mobile quarterback and go completely different from what they did in the past where you had a statue back there. Yes, he was probably the greatest statue to ever play, but – uh, maybe mm. a little, maybe a little bit different of a, a game. Let's let's uh let's run up and down the field. So we'll see. I see Minnesota drafting uh, Jacob Eason. Oh yeah, that would, it would save them a lot of money. Yeah, you know what did um did Cousins sign up for two more years? Is that right? Oh, uh, it was yeah. They restructured his contract, I think, and there was some kind of extension on there too. I don't got the numbers on me exactly, but uh, I think they were able to save a little bit there. But it would. Maybe he, they can learn under Cousins, or maybe yeah. they decide to go a different direction, maybe to cut costs. But uh, I, I like that. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Uh, Mike Zimmer's got to keep his job somehow. <laughs> exactly, to pay for he's, that nice uh, that nice hunting lodge. That's right. He's got to blame his rookie quarterback <laughs> uh, for losing in the playoffs again. Or, um, no, I'm thinking of the Saints. Who um, uh, who drafted a center? I thought yep. that was smart. Yes, uh, smart move by the starter. Saints. What? I still don't like the Saints, but anyway. It's all good. <laughs> Why even bother trying to make the playoffs again <laughs> if you're going to lose in such theatrical fashion every year? Anyway, all right. I better we better end this because I'm getting a little silly. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No, I had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, <laughs> wish we could have watched it together, but it was it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, I ate a lot of chicken wings. That Same feels here. so good. Same here. I'll run it off tomorrow or whatever. We'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. A lot of potato chips. A lot of yep. seltzer water. So, <laughs> well, We're going to probably break down probably the rest of the draft. I'm not sure when our next show is going to be, but we'll probably break down the rest. And then uh, I know we have a good idea of making some uh, draft grades in the future uh, coming up, probably breaking down each team and giving each team a draft grade. But uh, we'll probably do another recap later on this weekend at some point. Yeah, no one's ever done draft grades before, so we'll be <laughs> we'll be the first guys to do that. No, oh, yeah. yeah, but no, yeah. we we got to do that. I think um, we'll have a lot of content, so we look forward to sharing that with everybody. As always, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, definitely keep listening. And we're on every uh, platform there is, including Radio.com and uh, and uh, iHeartRadio now too. So every single platform available, we are now on. All right. Thanks for all your hard work, Craig, putting this together and putting it out there for everybody. And, again, yeah, G2G football, follow us. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. We will drop everything and discuss it. So, Craig, it's been fun, man. Heck, yeah, Jordan. You have a good night and be safe, and I hope everybody out there stays safe. And uh, let's enjoy the rest of the draft weekend. All right.